You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Diamond Vols podcast here on GoVols247.com. This is Wes Rucker, joined by Ben McKee, who normally is the host of these things. We're switching it up tonight. Uh, as I've said a couple times here recently, guys, we have had just a, a problem after problem with some tech stuff lately. And, and this that we're doing today is a slight improvement on what we've been doing, not what it usually is. We'll be back to that very soon. Pardon our progress, but I am Wes, and I'm joined by Ben now. Ben, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. Just trying to uh, be as quiet as possible while recording a podcast because the in-laws are in town. So trying to be courteous uh, th- this evening, Try- trying to be more courteous than-, than Tennessee baseball has been to us with with the baseball that they've made us watch here lately. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, you know, it just it's funny how things just change week to week. You know, Arkansas, which looked so good at home against Tennessee last week, sweeping the Vols, I believe, just dropped the opener to Georgia. If the background of if, if my uh, if the studio TV over there is correct, I believe uh, the Hogs dropped the opener in Athens on Thursday night. So it's just you never know, man. It's it's week to week. It's SEC baseball, and uh, Tennessee you would think would be right in the thick of it, but right now the Vols not not so much. The Vols are are struggling. The Vols uh, lost a midweek game as well, so we'll talk about that, I imagine. But just. Um, you know, things things ebb and flow normally, Ben. You know, normally seasons ebb and flow a little bit. Last couple seasons for Tennessee have not. <laughs> They've just kind of, you know, flowed. Uh, this one's ebbed and flowed, and uh, right now it's it's they're in a tough spot. They are, and and we'll talk about Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt is, is, is not the team that you want to turn around and play given your recent struggles if you are Tennessee. Vanderbilt baseball, obviously – always good but the this is so far we'll, we'll see where they end up being and, and what they end up doing but uh the, this team appears to be right up there with with any of the Vanderbilt teams and uh are are just as talented and, and capable of winning a national championship as those other two Vanderbilt teams have and everybody's talking about LSU and and Florida and, and South Carolina I feel Vanderbilt is is flying under the radar because everybody else is is talking about all of those shiny new toys at, at those other schools and and Vanderbilt's just kind of steady Eddie Tim Corbin arguably the best best coach in the sport. I know Tennessee fans don't really like him, but uh, hard to argue against his success and and they're just quietly getting it done at an elite level this season. Uh, so not the not the team that you want to turn around and and face, but uh, hopefully for Tennessee's sake, because it is their biggest rival. There are a ton of rivals in SEC baseball, but this is without a doubt uh, Tennessee's biggest, uh, and and surely they'll be up to the the task. And and I'm not even talking about a, a physical standpoint and just simply playing baseball, but just from an emotional standpoint. Uh, with their backs being up against the wall, and hopefully they show better than they did this past weekend because uh, we talked about it going into the Arkansas series, Wes, that surely they would show up and and be ready to play. And I'm I'm not going to 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 completely say that they played without effort because I don't necessarily think that that was the case. I, I think there were a couple of players 
who were not playing with the correct focus. I think the mistakes that you did see that cost them those self-inflicted wounds once again, to me, they were mistakes because of a lack of concentration, uh, not catching a toss at second to turn a double play, uh, not, not catching balls in the outfield, um, just booting routine ground balls in the infield. I mean, th- those are mistakes that at this level, it, it just boils down to concentration. And, and obviously it's very disappointing to be swept. Uh, and I know Arkansas fans did, did not like the tone of of us saying that a lot of it was was self-inflicted wounds. But in game one and game two, like I really do think that that was the difference. I, I don't think Arkansas their, their pitching was very, very impressive. But from a hitting standpoint, I thought Tennessee's pitching did enough. Uh, and especially when you look at the the earned runs and unearned runs, the, the difference were those Tennessee errors that were, in my opinion, because of a lack of focus, and, and that was very disappointing to see. Yeah, I think it's interesting. A lot of Arkansas baseball fans, not all of them, but but there's certainly a, a chunk of them online, the very online version of it, who are just as extreme as sort of you know the the vol Twitter is, and, and and some of them took exception to the things I was saying. I, I certainly didn't mean any of them as a slight to Arkansas. Uh, in fact, I think Arkansas is capable of playing better than it played against Tennessee. I don't think Arkansas was bad. I think Arkansas was fine. But what what I thought was that Arkansas w- was just businesslike. It was a businesslike, mature performance from Arkansas. Arkansas made the plays that were there to be made, uh, played very good defense like it always does, knew how to pitch to Tennessee through a lot of breaking balls and, and kept them off balance and didn't give them a ton of great stuff to hit. Just made put the put the ball in play offensively. They they just did they didn't do anything extraordinary. They they just played good, solid baseball the way they're capable of playing it. And that was enough to beat a Tennessee team or sweep a Tennessee team that's just not doing what what it needs to do right now. I, I don't think that's a knock on Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a national championship contender. I, I said that going into the weekend. I believe it believed it then. I believe it now. I, I just think that that Tennessee to me, and we cover Tennessee, so that's obviously a big part of the story from from this side of things, but Tennessee's just not what it needs to be. And maybe, in my mind, Ben, even if we overestimated in some ways what this Tennessee team could be, I don't think that, that we were so far off the mark on the ability of this team or the upside of this team. I think it's still there. They're just not playing good baseball. And, and I don't. I'm sure it's driving Tony Vitello insane. I'm sure it's driving Josh Elander and Frank Anderson insane. Um, but but they're not getting the performance they're capable of getting from this bunch. And, and right now, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's a bad baseball team. Um, but it's playing bad baseball right now, and it, it is. I don't think there's any way to argue to the contrary, Ben. I just this team is consistently not playing good baseball it's consistently playing average to below average to bad baseball and if that doesn't change then at the end of the day we're gonna have to say this was a bad baseball team I'm not I'm not there yet but it's I mean you can't deny the signs that are there right now yeah it, it it's it's kind of hard to say that they're not a bad baseball team at this point in time now you, you do th- you, you do take several things into consideration when when Coaching that conversation, such as the fact that they are are in the midst of playing number one LSU on the road, mm-hmm. number 
what was it? Four Florida at the time. Three, two I think Florida. three Florida at the time. I think. Yeah. A top, a top five Florida team at home. Then you go on the road to a top five Arkansas team. And then now you turn around and, and face a, a top five Vanderbilt team like that. That is obviously going to contribute to the issues, but there, there's not really an area of the team. I mean, I guess you could point to, to the bullpen and, and maybe after, Last weekend, you, you do feel better as the pit, better about the pitching staff as a whole. I I think Tennessee may have found something there when it's new with its new look rotation, and we can talk about that in a moment. Um, but it's just we 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 talk about complementary football. You know, the offense complementing the defense, and the defense complementing the offense, and and you know, special teams kind of helping either or get out of situations. The 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 Tennessee baseball team is is not playing complimentary baseball to, to where when the hitters have it going on in any given day, the, the pitching isn't there. Or if the, the pitching is good, like it was in game one and game two against Arkansas, the bats did absolutely nothing. Now, I, I guess you could say that they did get runners on base, but the situational hitting was just absolutely abysmal all weekend long with runners on base and, and runners in scoring position, two outs, th- things of that nature. Kudos, you know, they got on base, That that's obviously important. You can't drive in runs if you don't get guys on base first and foremost, but you, you have to complete the task by driving them on. And uh, if, if there's a, a guy on second, less than two outs, you, you, you got to find a way to hit the ball the opposite way to, to get that runner to third. If there's a runner on third, less than two outs, you, you got to find a way to hit a ball deep into the outfield to drive them in on a sack fly or, or, or get it on the ground, the, to, to the right side of the infield to, to give your guy a chance. If, if the infield's not playing in, like they're, they're not doing those type of things. Well, they're not catching simple tosses on a double play ball. The you know the base running mistakes have have been cut down. I, I think you can definitely credit Tony Vitello there, uh, and, and the outfield defense has gotten much better. I, I know Jared Dickey did drop that one baseball, kind of a tough play line drive right at him. Anybody who's played in the outfield knows that those line drives right at you are are much trickier than they appear. Um, but uh, aside from that one moment, like the outfield defense has gotten better, but. You know, th- their inability to 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 slow down opponents on the bases, uh, just a, a lack of control of the run game, both by the pitchers and, and the catchers, uh, you know, a lack of situational awareness, fielding, hitting, base running. The, those are the signs of a good team. Watch Tim Corbin's team this weekend. They do all those things at an elite level, at a level that should be put on videos of of how to do this and and do that that that's what separates Tim Corbin's programs from most everybody else is they they do the little things at an elite level and that's typically the mark of a good baseball team and right now this team's not doing that so I, I don't have any problem with with anybody saying that this isn't a good baseball team right now because they, they don't play like a, a good baseball team now I, I do think it's foolish to to just completely write them off uh they they certainly have the talent to to get this thing turned around uh the the pitching staff is going to have to build off of what they did at arkansas and uh the the lineup has to get better i i i expected more out of this lineup this season i i think a couple of different pieces have been very disappointing to this point uh and if if the pitching staff is is going to turn this season around it's not going to matter if if the offense isn't able to to be 
to to produce more going forward. I mean, it, it's that simple. And and the defense, I mean, they lead the SEC in errors by a, a good bit. I mean, the pitching staff can get things turned around, but if the defense and, and the lineup doesn't do so as well, then it's going to be all for naught. Yeah, I think you made a, just now a lot of the same points together that I was going to put together later. So the way that I think about it, Ben, is I think we're thinking the same thing and probably just using slightly different words about it. Uh, I think every time I look at this Tennessee team, I just don't see balance. You know, you'd like to think that, you know, in in, in an ideal year, you're just across the board really, really good, you know, or great at pretty much everything a team can do. And that is in some ways what Tennessee was last season. There just there were a couple of holes here and there, um, you know, defensively, you know, hold, containing the run, other other things like that that, that maybe were, were not elite or not great. Um, but there were a lot of things across the board that were really good or, or great. But but in an average year, especially when you play in a league like the SEC, you're going to have to have balance. So you and by that I mean. Anything that your team doesn't do well, it's got to make up for that in something else. And and you said complementary baseball. I say balance. I think it's the same thing. And what I mean is I just don't see balance anywhere. Like when the offense is there, the defense is not. Uh, I, I look at the most left-hand dominant lineup that I think I've ever seen, and, and Vitello's talked to that. And I, I guess he's probably rolling his eyes now when I ask him about it because I've asked him about it a handful of times this season, but it just really stands out. And I think this weekend, with all the lefties that Vanderbilt can throw at you, it's going to be a big problem again, um, because it's just you, you bunch those guys in, and then you know if Merritt's not hitting, or if, you know Christian Moore's hurt, or just a couple of things aren't going the way they need to be going, all of a sudden you look at it and you've got six, seven left-handed bats in that lineup, and, and if a team's got a really good lefty or even just a, an above-average lefty, that's going to give you some problems. It, it just is. That's going to cycle up and give you some bad innings at bad times of the game, and I think. Uh, when you look at like Tennessee, the way that the pitchers perform up there on the mound, anytime a guy gets on first base, you can pretty much just mark it down as a double because that guy's getting to second base. And that is when you've got some struggles in other ways, you, you can't add on top of that. By the way, every guy who gets on first base is getting to second base. There's times I'm not convinced they throw out Dan Vogelbach and, and, and I, I'm slightly exaggerating there, but they just the, the pitchers do not give the catchers a chance at all to control. Could they throw you out? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because especially after the stroke, I can I'm waddling over there. But yeah, the I mean, like an average person, like they, they have no chance. And, and 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 I remember the Arkansas TV guys kept saying last weekend, oh well, you know, Arkansas is really just you know they haven't ran much all year, but they're running a lot this weekend. They maybe they found something new on their team. And I'm thinking it has nothing to do with Arkansas. It's what everybody can do to Tennessee. And, you know, when, when, when the pitchers do their job and, and get like a tailor-made what could be a 4-6-3 or 6-4-3 double play before the guy can even steal second base, so it's got to happen pretty quick. Um, but even then, you know, you throw a ball into the outfield. Like, like there's just nothing about this team right now is on balance. And when you're trying to get when – you're, when you're treading water, when you're trying to get up and get going – these little things will just keep you buried. And right now they cannot get out of their own way because there are so many little things that are not going the right way so that even when something does go well, something else is going to wipe it out. Like, you know, you're going to hit into a double play. You're going to hit a ball right at somebody. They're just in a bad, bad way right now. We can still, I think I can anyway, I can physically see 
the talent on this team. I see how hard they're hitting the baseball. I see how hard they're throwing the ball. I see the plays defensively they're capable of making. I see all these things, but they're not coming together because for whatever reason, Ben, there's just no balance on this roster in this team right now. No, and and they've gotten by off of talent uh, the the last two years, but also it's not like the the past two teams, the one that went to Omaha and last year's team that was the best in the entire sport all season long. They, those teams did the the little things well as well. You, you know, there were the the occasional aggressive base running mistakes, but they played good defense. They threw strikes. They did not get pounded. The the pitchers that that is, uh, and they hit the ball well. They they hit well situationally. They they drove in runs when when guys were in scoring position. So I, I know that's been kind of a, a common talking point amongst a lot of people this year. Is oh they don't have the the talent to to get by like they did last year. What well, part of the what made the past two teams so good is, is that they they took care of all the the small details. That that's why practically every single player from the past two teams are playing professional baseball right now. It, it's pretty astonishing when, when you look at how many guys are in professional baseball. I mean, it's it's literally every position player from like the last two years other than Luke Lipsius, which he just was tired of baseball. Evan Russell, just ready to move on. He had his shot at professional baseball. Uh, and then a couple of other guys he, here and there that that were honestly like bench players. Um, uh, Pete Durkay's not, but he was ready to move on to his next phase of, of life. But the Jake Ruckers and, and Max Ferguson's and Jordan Beck's and Drew Gilbert's and Connor Pavalonis and on and on and Seth on. Seth Stevenson, like, like those, all those guys. Yeah, like they all played good fundamental baseball. That's what made them great baseball players. Part, part of being a talented well-rounded baseball player is playing with good fundamentals at the plate in the field on the bases because it, this this isn't basketball or football to where you can get by on skill alone you you have to you have to play well fundamentally or else you will not last a single day in this game it, it doesn't matter what level of baseball you are playing uh, so that's been the, the frustrating thing for me to watch because I, I am somebody who is a purist of the game and I was not. I mean, I d- didn't even play college ball. So obviously I was not the most talented in, in the world, but I also wasn't the worst baseball player in the world. But what what I got by on was the the fundamentals like that. That, that was my that was what allowed me to to be successful. And so with me having that mindset, that, that's what's made this season so frustrating for me is because I see so many of the fundamentals that they are lacking that it doesn't matter how hard you throw a baseball, how far you throw it, how hard you can hit a baseball. If you're not handling all those other things, you're, you're going to get punched right in the face. You're going to get eaten alive. And that's what you've seen these last couple of weeks. And I do want to hit on one thing, and, and you mentioned it, made a, a, a quick comment in passing. There has been some bad luck, especially when you look at Arkansas. Uh, I mentioned the schedule earlier, but like even that Arkansas series, I, I think it was game two. Blake Burke has a runner on first and second, and they have the shortstop shifted up the middle. And I mean, he hits the ball as hard as you can hit a baseball. And it's just right at the guy. I, I mean, there were some instances and in, in where Tennessee hit the ball hard, with runners in scoring position 
And, you know, baseball was baseball. It's just bad luck. You hit it right at them. So that, that well, there's, there's also baseball gods, right? Aren't there baseball gods who, who one could yes. argue? I mean, that, that's the thing. And for the first time, Ben, since, since, since I remember covering this program, uh, since the first time Tony Vitale has been the head coach, he's got a team that is not as good as some of its parts. So is this a matter of the parts not fitting together or is this a part or, or, or is this just something about the team, whether it's the, the, the lead up to the season, whether it's the roster construction, whether it's something in the clubhouse, they got to figure out what's wrong here or what can be fixed because this, every other team that he's coached since he's been here, Ben, I think it's been as good or better than the sum of its parts. This team is, is the, is the outlier in that way. This team is not as good as its talent. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of starting to appreciate the last three teams more and more um, because I, I think a season like this highlights just how well the last three teams, I'm, I'm lumping in the, the 2020 team that in my mind would have made it to Omaha, that that, that was going to be the breakout year for Tennessee, not, not 2021, the, the 2020 team that was obviously ruined by COVID and uh, had Garrett Crochet and 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 Zach Daniels and and Alric Solari, uh, and, and then like sophomore, I guess freshman Jordan Beck and and Drew Gilbert. Like that team was, it, it's baseball. I mean, the same thing could have happened that happened this past spring against Notre Dame or last spring against Notre Dame. But everybody felt like that was going to be Tennessee's first Omaha team under under Tony Vitello, and and even that 2019 team that finally did get in the tournament and, and lost a, a tough battle there in the Chapel Hill Regional. Uh, like this year is making me appreciate those teams more and more and, and how they went about their business and, and how, yes, they have a bunch of natural talent, but so does the, this team. Yes. But I'm starting to question just how much talent this team actually has, because that's fair. You, you, you're, you're not as talented if, if you're, if you're making the mistakes that, that they, that they are making, like, again, you may have that natural talent those god-given abilities that have helped you get to this level but that stuff doesn't matter if you don't do all the fundamental things of baseball well like in basketball you can allow your god-given talent like a ben simmons to get you to a certain point and and make up for a lot of bs but at some point it's going to come back to haunt you whereas that th- it doesn't work like that in baseball. You, you're not making it as far as as Ben Simmons has on just talent alone. And, and part of what makes a good baseball player, it, it's it's just as much fundamentals and playing the game the right way as it is skill. And, and I see all the 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 grit. No, I don't want to say grit because again, I, I don't think effort eth- effort. If I can speak, I don't think effort has been a problem with this team. I, I just if if you're booting the ball around and, and making the mistakes that they do uh, on the bases and, and in the field and, and at the plate, it, it doesn't matter how, how much natural skill you have, natural talent you have. You're not a good baseball player if, if you're not able to to handle the fundamentals as well. And, and the more and more mistakes that I see from game to game and how the mistakes are different from game to game, that makes me – reconsider just how much talent we thought was on this team because you're not a talented baseball player if you make the mistakes that they continue to make regardless of how much natural talent you have well you know it's what is it that Barnes says for basketball like competitiveness or consistency that's an ability 
you know, like, like, like your effort is an ability, your, your focus is an ability. And, and that's why I, I keep going back to, I, I think talent is talent and, and I can see some talent there. I, I, I but what this team's got to do, there's really only two ways. And at least one of these things, at least one, preferably both, but, but at least one of these things has to happen. Either Vitello has to change the players he's putting on the field or the players in the clubhouse have to figure out something on their own. One of those two things has got to happen. I, both of them ideally, but you know, you got to have one or the other because you got to have either the coaches, you know, adjusting something rotationally or, or, you know, sort of who's out there and when and how they're blending the lineup and who's in and who's out. That, that's one part of it. And the other part of it is just something within those players themselves. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that rally around the, the flag or kind of everybody who's with me, who's not. Like, I don't know if, if like this is like a Hollywood movie where one thing like that can fix things. But you have to wonder, you know, is something in that clubhouse the way that they're either playing for each other or not for each other or, or what it is, something clearly is not right. Well, and, and, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe you do. I, I, I don't, because I'm not, I'm not in that clubhouse. I'm, I'm. We, we stand outside of it, but something clearly is, is, is amiss. Yes, one thousand percent. And in my opinion, it's, it's just that they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. Fair I, I mean, I, I think that's the, the simple truth. Um, I, I have not heard any indication to, to think that it's clubhouse issues or. Or this and, and but, but, but and that. even even the pitchers ERAs, you know, some of the start weekend starters, like some of that stuff is we know what that talent is, and it's not been performing to that level. Like we know what that is, and it hadn't no, done it. You're right, uh, f- for sure. Um, at midway through the season, though, I I do believe it's it's, and I'm not even necessarily talking about the pitching. I, I do think the the a couple of those arms have just not pitched to to their capability. Uh, and I think part of that was was adjusting to to new roles and having all the attention on them. And I, I think that took a toll mentally and, and needed to to I, there needed to be an adjustment period. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously, it's not ideal, but uh, I, I do kind of think that was the case, because for the most part, the, the pitching has been fine outside of the, the main guys that everybody was talking about. Yep. Uh, where, where I kind of reconsider my thoughts on how good this team is. And, and you know, I, I just went on a, a long diatribe that would make you think that this is one of the worst baseball teams of, of all time. I, I I don't think that they're going to go win the national championship, obviously. I, I, I don't think that they're even going to make it to Omaha. But they are still good enough to to get it turned around to where they can definitely make it in the NCAA tournament and, and put up a fight in a regional and you know we talked about this on the last podcast they do have the the amount of pitching the pitching depth to make a run at omaha and and maybe they get hot and and do so but before the season wes i 1000 percent believed that this was a national championship contender right there with lsu honestly i thought tennessee was a, a step above lsu because they had more pitching than lsu lsu has schemes and that's about it. They have a couple of other nice arms. Yeah, Ty but, Floyd, some other guys, they're solid. Right. But I think their pitching will ultimately cost them in in, in the long run. Um, but 
uh, now you you kind of you, you you've watched as much of this team as we've watched, and the offense isn't near as good as I thought it was going to be. The defense is not at all. You know, I didn't think that they were going to be Gold Glove winners at every single position, but I I didn't think that the the defense would be as big of an issue as it has been for for some guys. And then all the other little things that have popped up here and there, the early season base running mistakes that cost games, the the not being ready to play at Missouri, the 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 you know again I think the the pitching has kind of turned a page after the Arkansas series. We'll we'll see how it ultimately plays out, but it hasn't been what it what you thought it was going to be. So just the the ultimately the defense and how poor that's been, and the lineup not being as deep and productive as I thought it was going to be. I, I think that has made me realize that they did not have as much talent in those areas as I thought that they did going into the season. I just kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt because of what they've done the last couple of years. And as we have quickly learned this season, it doesn't work like that in sports. No, it doesn't. Uh, things don't always work the way that you want them to. Things don't always that that's life. That's sports. That's that's everything. So, uh, but there's a lot more to discuss about this. We're we're a little bit overdue for a break here. We still got to talk about Vanderbilt. We still got to talk about, you know, if we've talked about what's wrong with this Tennessee baseball team, then maybe we should talk about some of the things that could go right. Some of the things that that could, if they're if they happen at the right time with enough time left in the season, some things that could change the course of this season and put things back on track here in the final five weeks of the regular season. There, there's a lot to discuss, Vandy, uh, the future, all kinds of other stuff. But before we do that, let's step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc., and we'll be right back here on the Diamond Vols podcast on GoVols247.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Diamond Vols podcast here on GoVols247.com, the authority on Tennessee athletics. I'm not sure if that's our official slogan. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway because that's what I think. Wes Rucker here with Ben McKee talking Tennessee baseball. The Vols hosting Vanderbilt this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A big, big series. The fourth-ranked doors in town. Uh, Ben, of course, will be there for all three games. I will be there on Saturday and Sunday. uh, So I will not be there Friday night. Apologies for that. Um, You know, as as a married man, there are times where occasionally you have to make sacrifices, Ben. And one of them is when uh, Lizzo comes to town and your wife is obsessed with Lizzo and she says a year in advance, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. So that's where I will be Friday night because I made a promise that we would do that. And when you look the way I look and my wife looks the way she looks, sometimes she gets to make decisions. So I will be there Saturday and Sunday. Ben will be there all weekend. we got plenty more to discuss on this episode, and we'll get to that. Uh, After a quick reminder, please, guys, just quickly go in there, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It's out there everywhere that you can get podcasts everywhere you can cast the fine pod you can find it so please go find it rate review subscribe tell your friends and do all those things and if you're already doing all that stuff thank you we love you and if not well you know we award you no points and and may god have mercy on your soul ben we've talked a lot about tennessee and i think we should end this thing talking about what tennessee can do what are some things that could happen to get this thing turned around. But before we do that, I think we probably ought to discuss a little bit about the Vanderbilt Commodores, who for years have, whether people are like it or not, sort of been the black and gold standard of SEC baseball. That's quite the program. Uh, Tennessee went in there and took care of business in a really authoritative way last season. Uh, And I'm sure Vanderbilt, like everybody else in this league, uh, wants to return some of those black eyes uh, to Tennessee this year. And and on paper, you would predict that would be the case when you look at the two teams, even though this is played in Knoxville and it should be awfully hostile for the doors. Um, But we need to talk about that team because, Ben, I think if you were to construct a team that, that could give Tennessee problems, what would that team look like? I would say a team that, one, has a lot of good left-handed pitchers, two, has a lot of guys who can run and can, can, can put some pressure on a defense that way, and three, a team that just does little things consistently and gets them done, executes at a high level with the ordinary things. That is sort of what Vanderbilt is. That is, to a T, what Vanderbilt is, and that's why I think Tennessee will have to play without question its best baseball of the season to this point to have a chance in this series. I think it's capable of doing that, but that's what has to happen for Tennessee to win this series. There, there's no doubt about that. And just to quickly touch on on the embarrassing 12-5 midweek loss to, to Tennessee Tech. True. If if you're new to college baseball because of what Tennessee has done the, the last couple of, of seasons – don't read too much into that uh, because th- those things are, are common uh, in college baseball. I hate that it is that way, but it just kind of is what it is. Midweek games are, are not prioritized, which is why you see so many SEC teams. And it, it's not, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel SEC teams. I mean, it, it's it's everybody in the SEC, e- even the, the, the best teams year to year, they lose midweek games and typically a couple throughout the season because coaches just do not prioritize them. What what the priority is in the midweek game is getting your guys ready, especially the pitching staff 
ready for the weekend, getting them work, letting them throw an inning here and there. Uh, and, and again, just getting them ready for the weekend. So, you know, Tennessee's performance was embarrassing. There's no way around that. Not not trying to give them a hall pass for how pathetic that was. Uh, Tennessee Tech is is literally one of the worst teams in all of college baseball. Uh, their pitching staff statistically ranked awful. Their their lineup was awful. And defensively, they, normally they're terrible. They were great in that game, but normally they're awful defensively. Right. Uh, it, and they come in and they score 12 runs on, on 18 hits. A little bit fluky. If they play 10 games, it, that's probably the only time it's happening out of the 10. Uh, you, you have to remember. And, and I know some of these guys haven't performed well this year, but they did not face Chase Burns or Chase Dolander or Drew Peem or Andrew Lindsay. Like, and they, you know, they did get some hits off of, of Seth Halverson, although some were. Uh, fluky in the field and and you had Kyle Booker playing second and Ethan Payne playing shortstop by by that point so uh not trying to make excuses whatsoever but it, it that happens in college baseball unfortunately because they're just not prioritized Vanderbilt lost 10 to 2 to Indiana State and there were several other teams that yeah, lost LSU lost I think Arkansas lost yeah like practically every SEC team lost so I I hate that they're not prioritized but it just kind of is what it is uh, and it has no bearing on what's going to happen, although it, it didn't necessarily instill any confidence. In, in fact, it, it uh, took away – if you had any confidence left, it, it zapped you of that after that Arkansas series. But there, there's no doubt that, that Tennessee is going to have to play its best baseball this weekend because v- Vanderbilt does all the, the – the, all the things they they do well. They, there's not an area that that they don't really do well. If if there's an area uh, to to nitpick, maybe it's uh, pitching depth, or, or uh, we we have a behind enemy lines up on the site, and our, our buddy Billy Derrick he he said that at times they've struggled to execute with runners in scoring position, uh, and there have been times where pitchers leave pitches up in the zone to power hitters. Uh, but he he said that he was kind of struggling to find an answer, and and that speaks to how good Vanderbilt has mm-hmm. been this season. Yep. Um, but they're they're one of the best pitching staffs in the SEC and in the country. Uh, they they hit the ball really well. They they play flawless defense. They run the bases, and and boy, I I, I tell you, I would be very surprised if Tennessee fans don't end up being very frustrated this weekend because you you were talking about it, Wes. Vanderbilt is going to run, 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 run uh, against Tennessee uh, this weekend. They have a ton of speed in their lineup. Everybody obviously knows Enrique Bradfield Jr. By this point, he is a base-stealing machine. Uh, They have others, Parker Nolan, a Knoxville native, Davis Diaz, R.J. Austin, Jonathan Vastine. They they have a lot of speed and just a lot of really talented baseball players. And uh, if if Tennessee is going to – what Jason Witten say a couple of years ago, pull a, a rabbit out of the hat, or he, he said it back, pull a hat out of the rabbit. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what Jason yeah, Witten said yeah. on Monday Night Football, but uh, if if they're going to do the unexpected, it's going to have to start with that pitching staff, Wes, that I, I, I thought maybe turned a corner against Arkansas. We'll ultimately see as it plays out here these next couple of weeks and, and when we look back on it in hindsight after the season – but I, I could see a scenario where we do look back at the end of the season and, and say that that Arkansas weekend was a turning point. I, I thought the moves that Tony Vitello made to start Andrew Lindsay in game one, 
to bring Chase Burns out of the bullpen, to let Chase Dolander start on Saturday. And I know Drew Beam did not pitch well, um, but I, I don't think Drew Beam will will get hit around like that. And it wasn't even that he got hit around. It's just that he was all over the strike zone, which is very un-Drew Beam-like. Yes, very, very much. He, yes, he will get that corrected. But I, I can see that being a turning point for Tennessee. And I, I think it, it could be because – you know, sometimes, you know, desperation it, it can actually lead you to, to a little bit of innovation, right? Or, or, or it, can, it can clean up some things. And, you know, it, sometimes it's not the first move you make or the second move or, or, or the third. It's just it's whatever you end up finding whenever you end up finding it. And, and sometimes, you know, by the end of the season, you end up usually with the guys who need to be in there. Um, I think we started seeing some, 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 st- some signs in that direction. I think we all would like to see Kaverse Tears in the lineup pretty much every day. And that was one of the things over the midweek that I really just didn't understand unless they were resting his hamstring or which is, which would be fine. Uh, we didn't ask about that in particular, but you know, the, you need to get the guys out there who need to be the guys out there. And, and, you know, they've had some injury issues, you know, Christian Moore, uh, Maui Ahuna, they, these are not like small injuries. These are, you know, kind of lingering things that are problematic and that's just bad luck and that's just baseball and sports and that's how it goes. But, you know, what I would like to see Ben do or, or Tennessee do more than anything, Ben, is I would like to see we're not going to be able to see what kind of team this can be until this team starts doing basic things at a consistent level. Like, I, you know, you're not going to go make every play in the field, right? Occasionally things are going to get by you. Occasionally you're going to make mistakes. But if Tennessee would just stop doing the very, very dumbest things that it's doing, I think we might start to see some growth in a lot of areas. Just make the plays in front of you defensively that are there to be made. You don't have to go make the 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 the, the extra plays, the, the the sports center plays. You know they've had a few of those this year, and that you like to see that stuff. But you just got to make the plays in front of you. Just do that, right? Just just don't take O two pitches when you're pitching and put them right down the freaking middle. Stop doing that. Like like stop. You know the the base running Mickey Mouse stuff. They've done better in that, but but continue not doing those things. Just do basic things at a consistent level, and then we'll get a chance to see what kind of team this is or is not. But until those things start happening, we're not going to know. And if they never happen, we're never going to know because you don't know what you can do until you do the small things that you're capable of doing, right? I don't think anybody, you know, wants them to go out there and and set the world on fire consistently. I mean, that'd be ideal, obviously. But but what you'd like to see is just make the routine plays, man. Just do that. Start there, and then you can maybe get a better idea of what kind of team this is or isn't. But if those things start happening, if they just do basic things right you know, the next time that someone throws an 0-2 pitch, like a filet mignon right down the freaking middle of the plate, like, it, 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 he needs to get out of the game. You need, you can't – those are losing plays. When when guys consistently make a few errors that you just cannot have, somebody else has got to go in there. If a guy is not making contact and not having productive at-bats when you need them, somebody else needs to go up there and get those at-bats. They have to put guys out there who are going to do those little things because nothing's going to improve until that does. You're spot on. Uh, we, we we talked about it at length during that that first segment. It, it's been a very frustrating baseball team uh, to to watch, and and I mentioned it. I, I hate watching bad baseball. 
Uh, but they could play good baseball, right? They, they they have the ability, I think, to do that. Just do basic things, man. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the, the conversation that I was getting at there in, in the, the first segment. I, I I don't feel as confident saying that about the, the offense and, and the defense as, as I do the pitching staff. Like, I do have confidence that the pitching staff can absolutely get things turned around uh, and, and really be the strength of this team. I don't have that same confidence in the lineup. I, I, I just don't think that they're as deep and talented as we thought that they were before the season. I, I think there's been too many guys not live up to the expectation going into the season. And, and maybe the expectations were too high because of what they were the last couple of years. But even like tempered expectations, like they, they just have not been good enough consistently throughout the lineup from from top to bottom outside of of Jared Dickey, Hunter Inslee, Blake Burke and and Christian Moore and even Moore has has really struggled here of of late. I don't know his exact number so maybe they're better than than what it feels like. No, that's uh, it. But, he's still like 320 or 315 or something like that. Yeah, but what what's his SEC number? So not, not as good, two, not as good. Two weekends or so especially. It feels like the last two yeah. weekends he's been trying to Do you think that's health related at all? No, because I I Cuz I mean I, I, I think he's got multiple things going on. Yeah, he he's definitely dealing with some some injury bugs. I'm I'm not saying that he's not, but the swing I see him trying to hit a home run and he's pulling off and his shoulders flying out and I I just see a lot of mechanical stuff there that he's getting away from because he's trying to hit a home run every single time, um, swinging at pitches in the dirt, not laying off of breaking balls because he's trying to to do too much and maybe that's because he thinks he has to. Yes, and that's one thousand percent a thing. Uh, obviously, um, but he. Point being, he's he's been one of like the four guys that has been pretty consistently reliable. And I, I thought there'd be more than four guys um, bef- before the season. They they need some of these younger guys to to really grab the bull by the horns and and take off. Uh, guys like Dylan Dryling, uh, Kavar's Tears, as as you mentioned, those are guys that that need to be in the lineup every single time out. Uh, Christian Scott ha- has really been a nice. Spark plug, I, I guess you could say. He he swung the bat well, uh, and obviously he plays great defense. They're, they're just not as as talented and deep offensively as I thought that they were going to be. There, there's a reason that th- there have been guys who have made silly mistakes and remained in the baseball game. It, it's not because bad coaching and, and Tony Vitello is just being stubborn. If anything, Vitello has proven a million times that he is not afraid of making changes. There, there's just some guys who who can't come out because there's nobody behind them. Uh, and, you know, defensively, they, there were some guys who are viewed as big bats, but also as big of a bat as they have, they have as big of a question mark on them defensively. And those concerns have been legitimate all season long. So I, I do think the pitching staff can get it turned around. I, I just don't, I, I don't have the same confidence with, with the lineup and, and, and the, in the defense, because I just simply think that this roster is lacking those traits. Yeah. I think um, if, 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 if guys like if tears and, and dry lane can get in there consistently and start hitting the ball, that would add a lot of length to the lineup. And that would help Burke and Moore and Dickey out a tremendous amount because right now teams can be very, very careful against those guys because there's no reason not to be. 
Like you don't have to throw Blake Burke anything hittable really ever unless, you know, the other guys around him are doing damage too. And last season, in the past couple of seasons, Tennessee was able to rake the way it was because you, there weren't holes in the lineup. Like, you you couldn't go hide anywhere. Like, if you put somebody else on, like, you have to pitch so carefully to to Gilbert, but then if, if you pitch too carefully, then you put him on and, and Beck's up there, Ryden or, or, or Rucker's up there, or, you know, Lipsius is up there. You know, it just never ended. The, the, no matter who, no matter where you were going, somebody was there was going to hurt you. And right now, there's three or four guys that if you feel like you can get through them without limiting too much damage, maybe you walk them, um, but maybe you also throw them nothing but breaking balls, and they chase them because they feel like they've got to hit home runs or the team's not going to score runs. So everything gets back to balance. Like, if they just have a couple of more guys offensively start performing pretty well, you're going to see more Burke, Dickey, those guys, they're going to get better pitches to hit. Because they're, 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 you won't be able to just just to just work around them, and and you'd be fine. Like you you have to be able, you have to have depth in the lineup, or a lineup's not going to have success. Because if there's two or three or four guys you can avoid, you can be fine. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you. This this team is going to have to ride the pitching staff, though. I, I do think there's there's obviously room for uh, improvement offensively. I I think they're better than how they are playing. I'm not trying to suggest that they're not, um, but I, I just ultimately kind of when you look at the big picture, they can get better defensively. They can get better offensively. They can cut down on, on the boneheaded mistakes. That is just simply bad baseball. But big picture, I don't think that the fielding and the hitting can be the calling card of this team, just just like with Tennessee basketball, it, it was never going to be the offense that leads the way. You may have a game here or there, but ultimately it, it's going to have to be on the back of the defense, which is what allowed them to get to the Sweet 16. That That's how they beat Duke because of defense. And if if this team is, is going to get to a Super Regional, if it's going to get to Omaha, it, it's going to have to be obviously the offense and defense will have to be serviceable and, and, and not cost them. But it it's going to have to be on the on the arms of of the pitching staff. I, I think it, it's that simple of an equation, and and I do think that you know the the team can reach that point to where the the pitching staff is is not allowing more than three, four, maybe five runs a game. And if the pitching staff is is holding the the opponent to to three, four runs a game, th- this offense is capable of of matching that at minimum. I I do believe that they can grow enough in, in that sense. And I, I I really do believe, I know this has been a mostly negative podcast, which obviously the, the play on the field leads to the negative conversation surrounding the team, unfortunately. But on, on a high note, and this is kind of my last thing that I've got, Wes, uh, I, I do think that this, and I've said it a couple of times, I, I do think that that Arkansas series is, is going to be uh, – a turning point for the pitching staff as a whole. And again, the, the pitching staff statistically as a whole has been good all season. We just know that they're, they're capable of, of even more, which, which just speaks to the depth of this pitching staff. Uh, I, I thought Andrew Lindsay looked absolutely terrific. Uh, I, I love his, his little breaking pitch. Oh, the spin Literally rate, the so spin much. rate. You could write novels about the spin rate. Oh man, it's so good. Yes. I mean, it falls off the table, runs away. Fastball has natural run on it. Uh, he's got high velocity. High velocity. He has experience being a starter. Uh, he's not afraid. 
Uh, he attacks. Uh, I really like Andrew Lindsay in that spot. And, and I do think Chase Dolander and Chase Burns and, and Drew Beam hasn't struggled as much as the Chases, but I, I, I think there's even room for, for Drew Beam to, to, to grow, obviously. Um, I like those guys are going to continue to find their stride. I, I think they found something with Burns out of the bullpen. I think Burns found something coming out of the bullpen. And and I think Dolander uh, found something w- with starting game two and maybe being able to watch that first game and, and then settle in. And I, I know this, the stats and, and the final line don't necessarily do Dolander many favors, but he was awesome against Arkansas, in my opinion, and just did not get a ton of help behind him. And, you know, he had two long, very long at bats. The first one of the game was 11 pitch at bat. Uh, and then there was one in the fifth inning that was 10 or 11 pitches as well. That really drove up his pitch count. And if not for those two at bats, he's pitching into the sixth or, or seventh inning. Uh, and he's always felt close this season. For for a while, Burns felt far away. I never felt far away with Dolander. It, it just felt like he was a tick off. And he continues to get closer and closer. And now Burns looks even better and, and not as far off. Like if those guys can really get it going like they're capable of, like they did last year, along with Lindsey, along with Halverson, Beam. You know, Camden Sewell had a rough outing at Arkansas, but he's kind of had that one outing every season, it feels like, to where his his breaking ball is just yeah, breaking when, so much that he yeah. can't control it. And that was that. So uh, I, I, I do feel good and optimistic about the pitching staff and and that pitching staff is going to have to be what what carries this team to the tournament and if they have success in the tournament it's going to have to be because of the pitching staff yeah i agree i think that's a that's a good way to end it and, and my, my my point about the 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 offense was was seg- was as an aside to the 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 pitching staff is definitely going to be what has to carry this team I, I just meant that when i talk about balance in the team i think if you it, you know in a lineup you're never you're not as far away as you think. If, if a couple of guys just start hitting the baseball, everything gets a lot better for everybody else. Usually, it's kind of a it, it kind of trickles that way. So, so I think that's that's what I meant there. But yeah, it's going to have to be the pitching staff, Ben. That's what's going to have to to do it for this team. I think we all know that, and that's that's going to be the case. But we will see. We're going to get this uh, podcast turned around as soon as we can. Get it out to you late, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. Uh, sorry it's about a day late that is my fault no one else's but uh, i'm glad we got this one to you and uh, we'll we'll get back in the routine and uh, we'll see how this weekend goes and we'll maybe have something better to talk about next week ben never know thanks wes